a microcosm of their season then and last night. Well, I don't know. Let's join Councilperson Leslie Harris now with the New Orleans City Council. Uh, good morning, Leslie. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. I've been that loss last yeah. night. Yeah. Did you watch your whole thing? I did with my eyes closed. Mm. <laughs> you were. It was like a, a slow-moving train wreck, huh? We all knew what was going to happen with those field goals, and then, by gosh, it did. Oh, and then it do? always has to be Tom Brady, right? Yeah, you know, I said that earlier. If it would be Brian uh, Brock Purdy, whatever this guy's name is from San Francisco, I wouldn't care so much about that. It it would hurt, but not as much as you know. Oh, Tom Brady did it again. Blah, blah. He didn't do anything. We gave it to him. But I guess we should move on, huh? I guess. Tell me about the lead program that you started to tell us about last time, and it's about um, helping people with drug addictions. Correct? Tell me what it is. It's it's so it lead stands for law enforcement assisted diversion. So what it does is it addresses people who are quote unquote frequent flyers in the system, um, folks who commit low level nonviolent crimes who might have drug addiction or other mental health issues. And what it does is it allows NOPD to bring out psychologists and social workers to those folks to try to get them help that they need um, to meet them where they are. Um, and to get them housing and other social services, drug addiction treatment, um, mental health services as well. And it lessens the impact on NOPD and our jail, um, and it gets the people the help that they need so they're not uh, committing crimes again. And the data show um, that people who participate in LEAD are uh, unlikely to be rearrested after enrollment in the program. Um, they have more income. And they're uh, more likely to be housed. And so there are some real positive results from this program. Um, and we budgeted and I advocated for additional money in this budget to expand the program into the 6th District. Um, as you know, that's where a lot of homeless folks are. And that's where a lot of the frequent flyers, um, as they are called, um, are. So I'm really excited about the expansion. Is there any any way to, to in terms of data to... Uh, indicate how much of a problem the frequent flyers are, and we don't mean that disrespectfully, but just how how much of a a deterrent they are, or at least how much of the police's time do they occupy when NOPD could be doing something maybe uh, more protective? I mean, I think we can talk to the officers and get anecdotal data. Um, I personally know, um, having talked to officers that they encounter folks over and over again and spend a lot of their time trying to get um, these folks where they need to be um, and not arrest them necessarily. And so I, I think there are data out there. Um, the program is run by NAMI, um, and I'm sure if you want, we can connect you with the director of NAMI who can provide that data. Um, but I, I would think, and I, I know from talking to officers, that there are um, there is the issue of frequent flyers where officers who need to be um, patrolling are dealing with people who are committing low-level crimes. And again, it's, it's things like public intoxication, obstructing public uh, rights away, and other vagrancy-related behaviors. For people that don't, don't know, NAMI is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. I got that right? Yes. Yes, yes, that's it. And Judge Calvin Johnson was the director up until recently, the interim director. Somebody texted in, um, where is personal accountability? And I'm glad they texted that in because I wanted to address that with you. And here's why. I think we make a big 
mistake in this country looking at drugs as a legal issue or a criminal issue when it's more of a health issue. What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I do think it's a health issue, but obviously um, drug addiction and um, alcohol addiction can contribute to crime. Sure. Um, you know, a, well, a I'm not giving anybody committed. a pass for that. Let me be clear. I'm just saying, right. yeah, go ahead. Right. Well, I mean, you know, as we know, and, you know, I have a stepbrother who was addicted for a very long time to drugs and committed, you know, property crimes in order to feed that habit. So I do think it's a health issue, but it also, as you know, and we all know, contributes to the rates of crime here in New Orleans. Um, And so I I think we do need to take a two-pronged approach of getting people the help that they need, um, but also if they're committing um, high-level crimes, getting them off the street and getting them treatment um, within the criminal justice system. Yeah, and I guess that's what I was trying to say. By solving the addiction problem, then you solve the need to commit the crime, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so that's what this program tries to do. I didn't know about your stepbrother, and I'm not trying to to get all up in your business or anything, but – um, are you comfortable talking about that and, and what a challenge it was to the family just to give people an idea of what it's like to deal with somebody that has an addiction? Sure, absolutely. My stepbrother, his name is Joey. Um, he was a very handsome, attractive young man growing up and got into uh, drugs, cocaine. Um, and, you know, he started dealing, went to jail, went to prison for a while. And within that prison system, I uh, received treatment. He came out, um, had a job, was very productive, and then again relapsed, as people often do. And so that was a constant challenge with my family. I mean, he at one point came up and I think stole, stole my mother's jewelry. You know, there, there are issues with being addicted to drugs and feeding that habit. And so you do things not only to people you don't know, but your family. Um, and so, you know, stealing from us in order to feed that habit, that, that was problematic for, for my family growing up and something that people shouldn't have to face. And I think that this program, the LEAD program, allows people to get the treatment that they need so that they are not stealing not only from strangers but impacting their own families. What was it, um, the understanding among your family that it, it was, he's just sick, he needs help, and that's, that was the approach as opposed, I guess, or I would presume there were some family members who went the personal accountability right and uh, route and thought that, well, all you have to do is put yourself together and this and that and the other thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, I think that as a family, you try to deal with it with love, but at some point you say you have to stop. And there were times where he would be cut off from the family um, because my brother, who was young, um, didn't need to see that. Um, and, and there is some personal accountability, and maybe sometimes it does take getting cut off from a family in order to say you need to be accountable for your actions. But we can talk about personal accountability all the time, but we understand that drug addiction, alcohol addiction, it's an illness, and you can't just say, I'm going to go cold turkey. I mean, it's very rare that people do that. Um, and so getting people the help that they need, especially um, people who are criminal justice involved, is especially important to me um, with the background that I came from and seeing somebody who was a bright, shining star really have their lives devastated by drugs and drug addiction. Now, let me take a break. We'll uh, come back with Leslie Harris. We'll talk about how much money has been approved with the budget and how that money is going to be spent. Leslie Harris, New Orleans City Council member. We're talking about the LEAD program and trying to break people out of the substance abuse cycle. And at no way, in no way, shape, or form are we 
um, excusing property crimes or anything like that. Where I, I think the the idea behind the program is break the cycle of people that keep getting arrested because they commit property crimes because they're addicted to drugs and then they get out of jail and do the same thing over and over and over again as opposed to getting them the help they need. Then they, they, they start becoming productive citizens. They hold jobs. They take care of themselves, etc. You have any questions, comments, 504-260-1870. Tommy Tucker back in a flash right here on WWL. 923, talking to Councilmember Leslie Harris about the LEAD program and trying to break the so-called frequent flyers, people out of the substance abuse cycle. So, Leslie, how much money did you get some more money in the budget for it, and how is that money going to be used? We did. So uh, Council President Moreno um, advocated for and received an additional $250,000 to restore some past funding that LEAD had lost in the prior budget. Um, and I advocated for an additional $450,000 for expansion into the 6th District. Um, and we're also looking at expanding, and it has been approved, expansion into the 7th District. So all of this money will go to fund the programs in the 6th, 7th, and 8th District. Um, the 8th District, as you know, is encompasses the French Quarter and had a high rate of these um, low-level crimes, public drunkenness, um, vagrancy, things like that. And so we're hoping that expansion into the 7th and 6th will also help people, again, especially the folks who are um, in the Calio corridor um, and who are homeless. Um, the money really goes to funding services for the folks who participate in the LEAD program, so substance abuse counseling, medical care, um, and housing. And it also funds the counselors and social workers who work with these folks um, to make sure that they get the services that they need. It's intense services, right? Um, you need somebody to be intensely um, surrounded by services in order to get them and break the cycle, as you said, of drug and alcohol addiction um, and get the mental health services that they need as well. Leslie, you're, you're a very successful attorney, are you not, and a partner in a law firm? Uh, not a partner of counsel. I was a partner at a law firm. Right, and you're very um, successful. Before- the point I'm making is this. Jordan, our executive producer, um, Alabama, Alabama Kuma Sum Loud graduate refuses to say Calliope, yet you had no issue with it just now, did you? No, no. Okay. In fact, my dog he passed away was named oh, Calliope. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you oh, lost yeah. your puppy, but it's okay. just, it's, just, you it's know, okay. it, it's okay to say Calliope. That's the only, Calliope, that's it, the only point I'm making. I am not Emmanuel Macron, so I think it's okay to say Calliope. There you go. Tell me about, um, <laughs> and we're all thankful you're not. Tell me about um, your constituents. What are you hearing from them these days? Um, you know, it's it's the same issues. It's it's the streets, but I feel like we're making progress with that with the new director um, of DPW, Joe Threat. Um, crime, of course. Uh, you know, I just got an email about an incident that happened on Britannia Street, where someone crashed into two cars and was obviously publicly intoxicated. Um, Homelessness is high on the list um, and dealing with the unhoused. Um, And just general quality of life issues like trash pickups. So, you know, it's the same issues that I ran on, and we're we're still trying to plug along um, to get and make some progress. And we have seen incremental progress. Every time I see a pothole filled or a street complete, I celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it is ongoing hard work. And we are in this office every day um, addressing those issues, trying to work with the administration on getting progress made because New Orleanians really deserve better than what they're getting right now. 
Let's talk about NOPD. Um, one concern I have is with the mayor and um, the, the the overtime issues with Officer Vappi and who's approving mm-hmm. those timesheets and is there a club in the NOPD? And, and um, um, Captain Glasser has told us he thinks there is where um, if you're in, you're in. If not, well, then, you know, you're going to be picked. And J.P. Morales said the same thing. They're going to use a consent yep. decree or whatever it is to to crucify you for whatever minor offense you have. If that's the case, I don't see NOPD ever getting any better with that um, with 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 that uh, organizational uh, mindset, I guess. And I'm also concerned, as are the other people, with officers hanging around to get those bonuses and then having a mass exodus. What are your thoughts on all of that? Jump in where you feel comfortable. Yeah, so uh, let's start with the old boys club or old girls club, old persons club. Um, I have talked to Captain Glasser. Um, He worked with my office on getting some uh, reformations of PIB, um, which is the Police Integrity Bureau, um, to try to get the people who sit on it to rotate off so that there isn't as much of an old boys club. So we're waiting on the administration to promulgate those rules. Um, for reforming PIB. And again, I'm very proud of my staff um, working with NOPD to try to get that in place. Um, So hopefully that will increase morale because then you aren't getting written up for these low-level, not having your name badge or not introducing yourself at the time that you're arresting someone or a crime is committed. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that will increase morale. I think that in this budget we've also... Um, allocated money for new equipment, um, take-home cars, and things that, again, hopefully will boost morale amongst NOPD folks. I, too, had, you know, concerns about the structured bonuses. I think we need to do what we can and see how it goes. Um, The good thing is is that we're requiring NOPD to report back quarterly on how the recruitment and retention efforts are going. And we can always peel back money if we need to as a city council. But I think you're right. Leadership has to come from the top, and good leadership has to come from the top. Um, And so I'm hopeful that we as a council, in showing our support of NOPD, are showing good leadership. Um, I know I have a good relationship with all of my um, district captains and officers who work there, and I think that's what it's going to take is really having folks see that we are champions for them. See, the the, the big problem I have is that if that is a situation, nobody's going to want to come to work there because uh, Captain Glasser has agreed, at least, I don't know if he said it originally, that the best recruitment tool is an officer that's already on Mm -hmm. the force. And mm-hmm. if if you're not in a club, well, then you're going to say, no, you don't want to come to work here. And if you are in a club, you don't want any more people in that club, right? I mean, that's the way an organization works, whether it's a police force, a law firm, a radio station, what have you. Um, I've been in those situations, and I, I, that really is a deep concern of mine. And I just wonder if – it seems like this, Leslie. It seems like everything always comes down to more NOPD. And if we got this huge hurdle that's going to prevent that from happening, I, I think we're just spinning our wheels. Thoughts? Uh, so I think a couple of things. I think having talked with the men and women of NOPD, they are dedicated to their jobs. I mean, I you know I haven't really heard they grumble to me, but but they are committed to their jobs. And I think having the public service and servant mindset mm-hmm. is what keeps these folks going. And I think that they do. 
um, try to advocate for NOPD, at least they do for me. Um, I do think now that we have the charter amendment with the confirmation process for um, folks within city government, including including the superintendent, I think that that will go a long way um, in, in ensuring that at least future councils have a say in who is appointed um, to leadership positions within city government. Would you and hopefully ref- that, go ahead. No, 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 please go ahead. Um, and hopefully, again, I think that we collectively, and I'm not just saying city council, I'm saying that everyday citizens just need to show our appreciation for NOPD. I see that every day, you know, I see people going up and saying thank you, um, bringing treats when they can. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just think that we collectively as a city have to show our appreciation, have to tell them that they're doing a good job um, because otherwise we're going to keep losing more officers. But again, I think these enhancement within the budget of take-home cars, um, equipment, um, better computers, things like that are really going to make a difference um, in folks staying within NOPD. Would you be... And I know that's something Captain Glosser and I have talked about. That's something that Captain Glosser... Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, Captain Glasser and I have talked about the idea of take-home cars as being something that um, NOPD officers want, and that's something that we have um, advocated and allocated for. Would you be in favor of whatever it took to change it to so that the uh, superintendent would be an elected position, and what all would that involve? You know, I I know other um, municipalities do do that. Um, I think that we need to take a look at how we elect our sheriff um, and and maybe follow that process if that's something that the citizens want. Um, I haven't really heard outcry for that, but, you know, again, I think it takes hearing from constituents and citizens saying that we need an elective poli- elected police chief. Um, I think that's something that, you know, email my office if that's something in your, your support of what would be the process? Is that a state legislative action or a charter change, or how does that work? Do you know? I believe it would be a charter change, um, and so again, that would come through us, go on the ballot, um, and the citizens would have to vote for it. Any final thoughts, Council Member Harris? Before we let you go, no. I just want to, you know, shout out some other um, great things that happened within this budget cycle, including um, allocating money for clearing rape kits and DNA evidence. Um, by using a private lab. So collectively, that's $3 million to clear those backlogs. And I think that that's something that will help NOPD solve crimes, will help with prosecution of crimes, and get folks who really are the worst of the worst off the street. You think um, Sean Ferguson should keep his job? I think that's something for the citizens to decide. Um, You know, I think that, again, email my office if that's your thoughts, and I'm always happy to sit down and talk about it. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. You have a good day. Leslie Harris, New Orleans City Council member. And, you know, she talked about the criminal sheriff and that 